You are listening to Beyond the Score, insights and tips to help you move forward in your music career, by Millicent Stevenson. Hi, how are you doing? I hope you're well. Thank you so much for coming by to listen to my 21st episode of Success Beyond the Score. Now, around episode 15, I started a series on the electronic press kit and I went through about 11 things that you need in your press kit. Today, I'm just going to wrap it all up and I've just got about four or five more things to mention about the kit, you know, what should be in there. But also, I want to tell you your top three essential things to have in your press kit. And this is really good if you're just starting out and you're thinking 11 things to do. Wow, how am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to give you the three things that you really need to have to kickstart your press kit and to just get you up and running, applying for gigs and festivals and all the things you want to do, getting into the media attention. And of course, as you go along, factor in the others. Okay. So let's start with completing our, that list of 11. Today we're going to look at artwork, performance calendar, stage plot, press coverage, and how to send your kit. Album artwork. Now, if you are releasing a single or an album, it's usually a good idea to create a press kit just for that. You can be proactive and send your press kit out to particular journalists who've got a music column, who may just well want to include someone like you in their write-up. Your album artwork is a great pictorial way to show off your recording. So make sure that the album artwork is created by a graphic designer, someone who really knows what they're doing, who can really balance colours, who can put things into perspective on the page, think about margins and all these kind of things that graphic designers do. You may know someone who can do it, which is cool. Maybe someone in your band or choir can do it. That's fine. As long as they can create a pristine professional uh, cover that you can use on your MP3s, your CDs, and also send off to the journalists to put into the article. That's great. Don't forget, you've got to think about high res and low res for your uh, image. And if you go back to my episode 17, where I talk about that A-list photograph, I give lots of tips there that are also useful for your album artwork. The next one is your performance calendar. It's great to have this in your EPK because it lets people know that you are busy, you're working, you've got a fan base, you've got people booking you. It's really good. It's really, really good. And who knows? Some of them might just show up to one of those gigs. So make sure you put the location. It's all very well saying town hall, but which town hall, which city, location, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be the complete list of gigs you're playing at. Just make sure it's your strongest one, the ones that you're particularly proud of. And even if it's an intimate gig, it's fine. For example, it could be a charity event. And so it's only for like 50 or 100 people. That's great. If it's a good charity event, people understand that. Um, if it's going to be um, you're opening up for a major artist, say you're opening up for a major artist. If you're headlining, say you're headlining at. All of those sorts of things should be just put in on your performance calendar. Keep it short. It's not supposed to be a huge paragraph. It's just got to be venue, location and what you're doing, you know, headlining, opening up. Now, if you haven't got a performance calendar, don't worry about it. What you can actually do is to list notable gigs you've performed at. So remember ones that you've headlined, 
or if you're the opening act for a notable performer, uh, an event that's quite notable, a venue that's quite notable, that's absolutely fine. It just shows that you are, you have been working and people are interested in you. Okay, stage plot. Now, this isn't important for a journalist who's writing an article about you, but it could be important for someone who's considering you for a festival or for a gig. And basically, it's just a sheet where you do a plan of the stage, a typical stage, and where your band members stand, so where you cite the drums, where you cite your bass, guitars, mics, that kind of thing. There's a lot more to the stage plot than what I'm saying now, and I think in a future episode, when I'm looking at, you know, booking gigs and so on, I'll really go into a little bit more detail about this stage plot and your tech rider. But for now, just think about the kind of things you're going to need kind of things you expect them to provide. You just put that in there, you know, if it's DI boxes, if it's cables, um, amps, speakers, subwoofers, that kind of thing. Number four is uh, press coverage. Now, if you have been referenced in any journals and magazines, media, anywhere, mention it. It really means that someone believes you are good enough to be mentioned in their journal. It also proves that there's some momentum around you and that people are taking notice of you. So it's always good. If you've got a really super review on your music, put that in there. You can also, you know, put some quotes. If they've set, described you in a particular way, in my case, I was once described as Sac Supremo by The Voice newspaper, I mentioned that. So if you've been described in a particular way or your music's been described in a particular way by a journalist, put it in. It's only going to help you look good. And reviews can be a concert review, a music review, um, an article about you winning an award. You know, um, you you want to avoid anything that just mentions your name. Uh, For example, they might say something like, oh, the night's entertainment was Millicent Stevenson. And then they go on to say something else about the event. That's not good. You just got to mention that you were there. That's all that says. What you really want is where they spent one or two paragraphs or more describing you, talking about you, your background, your future aspirations and your music, that kind of thing. Okay, so that comes to the end of the list of things that should be in the EPK. Now, in terms of storage, um, really think about that carefully. Make sure you do backups. Make sure you do virus checks. So if you're in a choir or a band ensemble, you just got to decide who's going to keep the copy of the EPK. Do you all have backups or do a couple of you have backups? That kind of thing. That's a decision you have to make. And obviously I talked a lot about band wars in previous episodes, but hopefully this won't be a war. It'll be an amicable agreement that you can do. As a solo artist, then make sure you keep a backup. So you might have it on your hard drive, but have it on an external drive or USB or save it in the cloud, especially if you're traveling, you, you, you know, if you're working internationally or you're working in the UK and you come across someone and they just want to have that information now, you can have a link that you can send them on the go. In terms of sending your press kit out, it really is down to the individual who's asking for your press kit, how they want it sent. So on one hand, you have paper copies, so you can make printouts of all documents and photographs and artwork and all this kind of thing. And then you could probably have a CD-ROM with your music on and the video on. On the other extreme, of course, you can have it on your website and you can send out a link for people to access it. 
or you might want to store it in the cloud in something like Dropbox. I'm not saying you must use Dropbox, it's just a name that comes to my mind. Um, if you're on Google, you might have a Google Drive. And again, not saying you must use a Google Drive, it's just a name that's come to my mind as an example. Um, but it's just a way that you can store it elsewhere and you can send links to people. If not, use a file transfer a platform like WeTransfer, again, just an example, not being paid, <laughs> but like WeTransfer, which can handle large files. It can handle up to a gigabyte or two for free. And you can just send them the documents that way and they just download it at their end. Be careful if you're zipping files. You just got to make sure they can unzip a file at the other end and they know how to unzip files. So always check that with them. Always make it easy for them to access your information without having to go through too many hoops and hurdles. And of course, when you do send it, do ring them and just say, hey, I sent it. Hopefully you get it at your end. OK, let me know if there's any problems. And that's a really good way to touch base and to keep you in their mind. You may just get their voicemail. That's fine. Um, obviously, you can always send an email separately um, with that as well. Of course, I forgot you can put it in the posts if people aren't on the internet. Okay, so that's my wrap up of the electronic press kit, all the components you need. So the three essential things you must have are these. One, your bio. You have got to have a description about you. And again, if you go back to my previous episodes on bios, you can hear all about that. Your bio should be on one page and at the bottom of the page, your contact information. That, that's just your name, email, website, and social media. The second thing you must have the photo. They need to remember what you look like. <laughs> and especially if they're taking in lots of calls for that opportunity. Um, yes, you could send your album artwork if you haven't got a photo, but depending on the event, putting the album artwork in a program isn't going to work. And again, look back in the previous um, episodes on how to, to get that A-list photograph. And the third thing you must have is music or video. If you're strapped for cash and you've got to choose one, choose the one you can afford to do and make sure it's done well. Obviously, if you can afford to do both, that's fine. So there you have it, three essential things, your bio with your contact information at the bottom, a photo and music or video. Okay, I really hope that helps you to get your press kit together and get have it ready to send out. And if you have any questions, please drop me a line. The link is in the program description. By the way, next week I start a new series. It's all about how you can earn money from your music online. So make sure you tune in for that. In the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode, I'd love two things from you. I'm going to be creating a course in the near future on how to make money online and also offline from your music. And I'm particularly interested in knowing from you the sort of things you face that you need help with. So there's a little survey I've created of about three questions and the link is in the description. You just pop over there and answer the questions for me. The other thing I have is an e-booklet called Revealed, 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. And again, the link is in the description. And all you need to do for both of those is to leave your name and your email address so I can keep in contact with you, let you know when the course is happening, 
when certain episodes are coming up and of course share cool stuff to help you with your music and to build your music business. Okay, that's it from me. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, you might be interested to know that Millicent has written a groundbreaking booklet called Revealed, 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. You can get your free copy today by clicking on the link below or by visiting her website, millicentstevenson.com. Millicent is an award-winning saxophonist, founder and creative director of Kefemni. She is currently serving on the Midlands Regional Committee of the Musicians' Union and also the Equality Subcommittee. She is an endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads.